I understand when the numbers don't work out. I get that. I understand that. However, as we're going to talk about in just a minute, the Bible that isn't true. You won't find it. So why not grab onto the blessings God has for us and move forward? I want to throw that challenge down to you. Today, I need to get back out here. Today, we have one goal in mind. As we dive into the Word, one goal, and that is for this iPad that I just got not to break. We are hoping the wind does not pick up. We even brought out a windshield today. But we are hoping it doesn't pick up. We're hoping that we do not have to spend more money on things that we don't want to spend money on. But here's the thing. God works for the glory in all things, right? For what? Those who love God. Here's the thing. And our call according to His purposes. Here's the thing. Today we're going to continue on with the little sermon series we started a few weeks ago called He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. I know somebody wants to sing it. Go. Okay, that's enough. Here's the thing. We live in this world that frankly right now it's not very pretty. Frankly right now we are all talking about what's going on in this world we live in. We're all discussing and giving our opinion here and giving living in a world right now that I think a lot of people are searching. A lot of people are trying to understand. A lot of people are, are acting out in many different ways, whether it be riots, whether it be looting, whether it be peaceful protesting. We got all these key words that we use. Whether it be just trying to figure out how this all works. But we know one thing. We know love trumps all. And people go, Aaron really does it if we do it the way God designed it to happen. So here's what I'll tell you. Don't try and go through everything we're going through right now by just, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? How about we lean in to the creator of the universe and we let him lead us in that? How about we truly do what he has called us to do and love all people. And how about we work through it with His wisdom, with His compassion, with His grace, with His mercy. Because I truly do believe He still has the whole world in His hands. We need to look to Him. So here's the thing. In the aspect of He has the whole world in His hands, I find it quite interesting that when bad things happen, we turn to God. I find it interesting how easy it becomes to turn to God when things happen in our life that are unexpected. How we always say, well, man, in fact, here's the one thing. Talk about uncertain times. I look back at 9-11, and if we remember... I know I do as a pastor. When 9-11 happened, it was like the floodgates opened and churches grew overnight. That next Sunday, churches had a third again as many people in it. And we knew, hey, they, people are going to come and then eventually they're going to get comfortable again and they're going to walk away, walk away, meaning they're not going to come to church all the time. They're not going to be turning because everything was easy again. But when things got difficult, all of a sudden, people were just kind of jumping in and doing, taking the easy route. If there was ever a time in your life that you could look back on, I'm going to ask you a question. If you look back on your life, when 
is it that we turn to God? When things are going good or when things aren't? That's a question to answer. When they aren't. Laurel says both. I want to challenge Laurel on one thing because I agree with her. But I also would be willing to bet that Laurel, if you were up in an airplane and that plane was going and all of a sudden it nosedived, you wouldn't get on your knees, but you'd be praying immediately. But we don't always pray immediately when everything's going great. Because it's not right there. We're, we're not always going, God, thank you. Thank you for everything. But as soon as life gets troubling, as soon as things happen, it's like everybody knows what to do. Nobody has to say, I wonder what I should do now. They don't, whether they believe or not. Boom, I'm praying. Why? Maybe it's a just in case. Maybe it's a, uh, well, I, I want to make sure that I'm okay. I want to make sure that things are fine. I want to make sure that it's all going to work. But the fact of the matter is, when life's going good, we don't learn as much as when life's going bad. We don't learn as much as when things aren't going the way we think they should. When I was a kid, all the way back to Gavin and Gibson's age, when I was their age, I started playing sports. Dad would be uh, maybe helping coach, maybe he was just watching. I called it hovering. But he, he cared so much, he wanted, and he was an athlete. So I remember at their age, going, uh, remember I was six years old the first time I started playing t-ball. I go to t-ball and when I came home, the whole way home, and once I got home, it was, okay, here's what you need to do differently. Okay, here's what you need to do to get better. Here's how this is going to work. And he was an encourager. He'd say, man, you did this, this, and this well, but man, you got to look at this. And we go home, and I remember as a little kid, and it progressed as I got older, but starting as a little kid, we would take a string, we tied around the rafter in the garage. For those of you who are too young, you don't remember garages without sheetrock in them. I had one. We tied around the rafter in the garage, string would come down, we'd measure it right to where I swung, right where it was supposed to be. And we take a little tiny golf ball, whoopal ball, and we tie the string on it. Well, I don't know, but around that and that little little ball, as a little kid, if you didn't hit it perfectly, the ball would go straight up in the air. If you swung too high, you'd hit the string and it'd wrap around it. And as you swung all the way through, it would break the string and it'd rip off the string. You have to go back up and tie it up. But my dad, I remember, challenged me. You need to do 100 cuts a night. For those who don't know baseball, a cut is a swing. 100 cuts a night. Basketball, we'd come home from practice, we'd come home from, from game, and he'd go, okay, come on, i got to show you what you did and what we need to do. And we'd go out and we'd work out front. And then he, he said every night he'd end it with the same thing. I mean, it'd be winter. Winter where I grew up was a little different. We didn't get snow. It just rained all the time. That's why I, uh, I go out in the rain. It doesn't bother me because I grew up in it. But I'll tell you, every time we were out there, he'd go, make five free throws in a row, then you can come in. And he'd look at me and laugh. And it wasn't, it wasn't him being mean. It, I never once took it as he was just this overburdened guy trying to pound it. But he wanted me to learn from my um, mistakes. He wanted me to learn from what had happened previously. He wanted me to know that I didn't have to do the same thing over and over again, that I could learn from however pathetic I played that night, even though he said, you did good. Yeah, right, then why am I out here? Because I was learning, and he was teaching, and I was coming along, and it all was working out the way that he actually wanted it to. 
much like it is when it comes to God himself. Romans 8, 28. We know that God works for the glory in all things. But do we always see it? Because I'll tell you, when you're taking those cuts in the garage, when your marriage is going south, when the job isn't working the way you think it should, and life just feels like it's coming upon you. We read Romans 8.28, and I have a feeling, if you're anything like me, your thought is, when's that going to happen? Because I want that glory now. I want that to happen right now. I want to see it right now. I don't want to wait. I know, God, that your timeline, a day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. Let's make that thousand years a day, and let's make that happen now, because I want to see it, and I want to know it, and I want to understand that you are still there, because I don't want it to appear you're not. Because most of the time, that's how it You should be. Can we just make that, that working for the glory part come out now i'm trying to do what you want i'm trying to be called according to your purpose i'm trying to do everything you've asked can we just make that happen how we should be responding and some of you are going to go well i know where you're going Aaron. it says we should pray well let's get to that in just a minute because if we got to know who the author of Philippians is before we get to that. The author of Philippians is Paul. He wrote, wrote many of the books. They're called the Pauline Epistles, letters to his churches. What Paul did is Paul wound up, he was a Jew. What Paul wound up doing is Paul wound up going to Rome. And I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis here. Excuse me. Quick history lesson, I'm not going to do too much, but a quick history lesson. Paul wound up going to what we would call Rome today, and he was Everything you guys have ever believed about God, you need to change. I'm going to tell you the real one. I'm going to tell you the real deal. And you need to know all this stuff. about this God that I serve. You need to know who he is. You need to know what he's done. And you need to know. And this all happened after Christ ascended and went back to, to be with God himself. So Paul's starting all these churches. And Paul gets himself in trouble. Winds up being put on a ship. And when he gets put on a ship, He's chained at the bottom of the ship. For two weeks, they wind up getting lost out at sea. And he's down below, chained. Now, these aren't ships like they are today. And here's Paul for two weeks down there. He finally gets to where he's going, and he's imprisoned as he's waiting so he can have his trial, he's in prison for two years. And I can tell you how at the end of his life, Paul was taken by three or four men and they went out and walked three or four miles outside of town and Paul, get to read your Bible. Because there's an incredible history in there. Incredible truth in there. And
you to go to Paul and I want you to have a conversation with Paul and have kind of a uh, we always call it the one up respond with well this is what happened with me and you'd go huh I can't even compare to that I thought I had it then and Paul takes that life in Philippians chapter 4 we're going to start at verse 4 but Philippians chapter 4 Wait a minute. Rejoice in the Lord always? That's a very interesting concept. Rejoice in my new car. Rejoice in, if we put things, rejoice in my kids being good. Rejoice in my friends. Rejoice. But rejoicing in the Lord, I think there's. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again I say, rejoice. Verse 5. And this, these are going to be two different things. But how about I say, let your circumstances, let your attitude within circumstances be evident. to all. Because I'll tell you what, I don't think it's too far off for us to think our circumstances happens throughout the day at work probably affects how we treat our family that night. Maybe it takes a whole week for that to come to surface. and say he is in charge he is on the throne my circumstances will not dictate how I treat Lord my circumstances will not dictate how Ron and I verse 6 the Lord is near do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Okay. If what we're getting out of that verse... We know that's what the direction we're headed. We know that's what we need to do. We understand that. We get that. We need, by prayer and petition, to come to God. Don't be anxious about anything. That's pretty easy, right? Never to have the anxiety. Never to. It just builds up inside us without us even wanting it or not wanting it. And sometimes we don't even know we're anxious. we pray and we pray and we pray and we pray and nothing ever happens there's a key point to this that we're missing 
And I will tell you, as I... Verse that changes everything. Look at this. But in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you ready for this? Present. God, I need fill in the blank. God, I would like fill in the blank. God, I would like my boss to I need a new car, I need whatever it is. Uh, I need so and so to be healed. What fill in the Here, when the word present your request to God comes up, the word present means reveal. Reveal. So here's the question. That. God. I need you to, how about this? How about I do this? God, I need you to give me this job because without this job, I don't trust. Life, because if you don't do this in so-and-so's life, I don't. God, I need so and so to change. God, I need. But do we really come down to the basis of why we're asking for that prayer? leaning in and really presenting your request to God you may not even know what it comes from I was talking to somebody the other day and they flat out said to me and I will let you know I've been there but they thought I am not scared I am not scared I don't fear the scripture tells me not to fear I and you still haven't done well I'm waiting for the map to be laid out they can walk away from that conversation and they said what is the crux what is the reason that you're asking for what you're asking What really is it that you're really needing? This is hard because we know, we believe it, we sing it, God's got the whole world in his hands. We believe that until it hits home. God fix things. I will tell you, it's okay to start there. It's okay to start with God. 
help my relationship with my kids. And find out what the real issue is there. Find out. said, God, are you doing anything? God, I can't see how you're going to work this out. God, I don't get it. God, I don't understand. But every single time, he came through. And every single time, he proved Roman David. believe me? Read it. Sometimes it just got ugly. But people, people throughout the scripture, even Paul, do you think Paul really kept going to find out what he really, really was asking? Because when it comes down, you really feel comfortable enough to do that? I want to let you know, uncertainty surfaces our deepest insecurity and our hidden values. brings up our insecurities. And that's when we look at it and we go, how is this going to work? How is this going to happen? What are we going to do? Paul says, pray. And when you're praying, Present. Reveal. Be honest with yourself and be honest with him. And I know that somebody will say, well, he already knows. Yeah, but here's the key. Here's the key. Lonnie, I'm going to use you as an example. Here's the key. Lonnie can start praying. And God knows where All of a sudden, something happens. And Lonnie says it. Because God, I, I don't trust. I'm making this up about Lonnie, by the way. I don't trust that you will completely come through. I need you to do it this way because I don't trust. When that happens, when we start vocalizing where it's really coming from, do you know what changes? God, right? No, God doesn't change, but you do. You change. Your relationship with Him changes. I change. I'm the one who says, oh, this really isn't about this. It's about this. All of a sudden, that relationship and I get to be honest. And you get to be honest with yourself. And with God. And do you know what happens then? Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God. The peace of God. Do you know what that looks like? Because I'm telling you, you'll change. I'm telling you, when you present 
the request to God. When you change, you change how you pray and you start presenting your request and you change, that peace is going to come. It's going to overwhelm you. You're going to get it. You're going to understand it. You want to know what that looks like then? That looks like people walking up to you and going, Amica, you're in a good mood. Everything going well? No. Brand new house just started yesterday. Well, and it's all paid for? No, nope, don't even have insurance. Well, what's going on? Why are you? Just a house. Because Amica has the peace of God living in her, and she doesn't change her attitude depending on what's happening in my life or in the world right now. Because God's bringing that peace, and it's overtaking everything else around me. I'm not going to let Amica ruin my relationship with Christ, if I may. I'm not going to let different circumstances change my relationship with Christ, because he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that peace, that peace that comes from him, it will transcend all understanding and it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Guard. Guard your heart and your mind. Protect your heart and your mind. That peace will come. And when the circumstances of life hit and everything's coming and the anxiety starts to build up, there'll be a peace that will come over you because God himself will be giving it to you. And you'll be guarding your heart and your mind with him. Because this is where it's coming from, God. This is what I think I need. But it's really coming from my lack of trust. It's really coming from... I really have a control issue. It's really coming from fill in the blank. There may be something from your past. God, it's really coming from way back there when that happened. Fill in the blank. But he will guard your heart and your mind. I want to end with one thing, but i got to look over here because i got to get the questions correctly. I want to end with this. I want you to understand that you need to ask yourself two questions. You ready for this? I want to give you a head start on how you can start praying this way. And I want to give you a head start on how you can be looking at yourself and your relationship with Christ. You ready? Here's what you say. Heavenly Father. thinking about that. I need you to fill in the blank, whatever that is. And it could be, I need you to give me a new job. I need you to give me a new car. I need you Second question. If you don't, God, I'm afraid that whatever it is. Heavenly Father, I need you to, and if you don't, I'm afraid that, this is where it's tough. This is where for us, when it comes to presenting, it becomes so difficult. Because whether we like it or not, we are not very vulnerable people. We don't want to tell everybody else our problems. Tell God everything. Because that's difficult. But I'm telling you, it will change you. It will mold you. God will not change. He'll be there and he'll go, Haha, now we're getting somewhere. Now you're seeing what you really need. Heavenly Father, I need you too. And if you don't, 
I'm afraid that. You really want to change it? You really want to start presenting instead of just praying? See, this is where the term just praying for me is so important. just going through the motions. I don't believe in just praying because I think every prayer is powerful and I think God listens and hears every single one of them. But I do believe in just going through the motions and at the end going, how come nothing changes? How come everything stays the same? How come I'm afraid that when we don't bring it back around to that all we're doing is saying this is what I want
and you were really the only to lay yourself down for all of mankind. For all of us from every race, every nation, every creed. Every country. Lord, you laid yourself down. Lord, you came from heaven to earth so that we could experience the love that is inside of you, God. 
And Lord, as a result of you laying yourself down, God, you you bring life to the broken. You bring you bring life to the dead. You you bring life to the the, the dead parts of our lives, God. You breathe life into us, God. And Lord, let this picture just be a picture that we will remember even in this time of tension and turmoil in our in our country, God. Lord, that we we don't have to worry, we don't have to be afraid, God, but that we do have to be people that through your power and through your Holy Spirit would breathe life into situations, God, in which we do not have the power on our own to do that, God. Lord, let us be people that would lay down our lives to serve, lay down our lives to, to show love to others. Lord, may, may we be a reflection of your peace that resides inside of us, God, as Aaron talked about today, God. May we experience the Prince of Peace like never before, God. Lord, and even when we struggle and we, we wrestle, God, help us see this picture of, of this last few lines that we just sang, God that none of it really matters because you laid down your life for us. And you will get us through and you will see us through, God. And we trust that.